Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome along to the Short Pool, everybody. Rugby Pass podcast with Scotty Stevenson and Ali Williams joining you. It's playoff time, buddy. Why does your name go first? Welcome along to the Short Ball with Ali Williams and Scotty Stevenson. It's a Rugby Pass podcast. Is that better? No, I prefer it the other way. Welcome along to the Short Ball with Scotty Stevenson and Ali Williams. It's a Rugby Pass podcast. And today, Ali, we've had a uh, listener request. Yes. More Jimmy Cowan stories. <laughs> More... More Jimmy Cowan stories. So from now on, you've got to come up with one good Donga Cowan story a week. A week? Yeah, one a week. Oh, one a week. Do we, don't want to, we don't want to flood the listeners with Jimmy Cowan stories. So I'm going to give you the entirety of the podcast. Just keep that bubbling away in the back of that uh, ample cranium of yours and uh, see if you've got one for us. It's got to be relative. I'm not just going to bring out a... Relevant or relative? Re- yeah, relevant. relevant. <laughs> I'm not just going to bring out of a story out of... No, 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 no. It's got to be relevant. Well, if you don't have a Jimmy story today, then just keep this top of mind. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all forgiving the list. You're turning me down again. Yeah. <laughs> you love turning me down. Nah, it's so just, good for my self-confidence. Can I just put your microphone in front of your face? You want to hear me? There, there you, you go. Hear me there you more. go. Right Hello, producer Ellis. Oh, hang on. Producer Alice hasn't got her mic. Hi. Hi. Hey, how you going, mate? I'm well, thanks. How are you two? You excited about the Super Rugby playoffs? I'm so excited. You're pumped up, eh? I'm pumped up. Pumped up. <laughs> Blues fans are always pumped up this time of year. Yeah, you know why? Why? Because we look forward to the following year. <laughs> We're full of hope. Is next year the Blues year? So that's going to be our first, that's our first agenda topic today. Is... I just, I can't understand how people talk. The agenda is going into a quarterfinal. Is it the Blues year next year? It's just so painful, eh? Poor buggers. Mind you, they're not helping themselves. I mean, well, let's be honest. Can I? What no, were they, well, they no. were up, what, 23 don't, points? We're going to, we're going to, let's just let that out easy. Let's not start the podcast in this fashion. We're going to talk under 20 World Cup uh, today. Okay. Some amazing results there under 20 World Cup. I'm going to get your thoughts about the World Cup itself, the Junior World Championship. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk all the quarterfinals, game by game. Wamsy, we're going to get your predictions from that. We are going to talk about Bowden Barrett. Is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming to the Blues? Is he coming? Is he coming? Is he coming? We're going to talk about the French top 14. Oh, yeah. And the scenes in Toulouse. Amazing, eh? And oh, uh, your old mate, Lommy, uh, Jerome Canel, captaining that side. Was he actual captain? He was the captain game? for the game. We're going to talk about that. His first season. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. And uh, we're going to finish up. With um, a few odds and ends in the rugby world, so a few things that are things, exercising yeah. my brain at okay. the moment. Ooh. But first of all, on uh, the agenda today, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Blues. 
the blues. Let's talk about the blues. Now, look, I, I, I'll just I, sum it up. Yep. So the blues had patches of good rugby. They had I'm, individuals I'm that played rugby. well. Yes. Um, that pushed their stake, but they didn't have a collective season that gives them or gives the people a bit of hope that all oh, there's more. Mm. But I, you know, you do got to say. You do have to say that uh, individuals like Tom Robinson, you know mm-hmm. Clifford. Um, I can't Akira. believe you've given, you've given Tom Robinson your brother's name. Well, That's the harshest thing ever. He's a newer version. It's like committing. Longer, he's a newer version with longer hair and like, a bigger carcass. It's like nicknamed fratricide. It's basically a version of my brother that could go to the gym, because <laughs> both my brother and I couldn't go to the gym. It's not. It's not an owl. Okay. <laughs> so you've um, got a shining light. You've got Tom Robinson. Is that? Is that all? You also no. I think you also look at a player like Harry Plummer. I think he came on a lot. I don't think he's at that level. I think the season will be pivotal for him as a rugby player. He's either mm-hmm. going to go away and say, right, if I look at this and I'm really harsh on myself, we could potentially be in the final if I made some of those kicks. And he's either going to go... Gee, that's tough on him. Yeah, he's a butt. That's his position and that's... That's it's his uh, job. That's his job. And I think he's either going to go, I want this and I can genuinely steer this team to a, to a greater future or... Hmm. It's all right. Like I, I did all right. Like it was a pretty mm. good season. Like I, I did all right. And, so, um, so where would you evaluate him on a scale of one to ten? How would you evaluate where Harry Plummer is right now as a as a professional playing as a franchise ten? As a franchise ten at the moment, I think he's probably sitting around the six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if he gets nails his kicks, he's up to a seven, um, seven and a half. I think that that is the importance of kicking goals. You've got to kick them, and um, I think generally around the play, he's got a lot of energy. Uh, defensively, he gets stuck into it. I think he can work with the Blues and their style. Um, so uh, I wouldn't say it was an average season. I wouldn't say it was a great season. I would just say it was a season that sort of produced a little bit more questions rather than answers, okay. unfortunately. I'm going to throw something out at you because now for what seems like an eternity – it's the same line about the Blues every year. They need a 10, 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 they need a 10. Who was the last great Blues halfback? Steve Devine. And or, then I, my, maybe my, before that. My, my point being... David, David Gibson. Are we, are we putting too much pressure on the 10 without sorting out the guy inside? Because I don't think... Jonathan Rudu or Sam Nock or Augie Pollock could stand up this season and say they've been at their best. You know, now, some of the performances. You watch a lot of rugby, and I really respect what you're saying. So, and some, you're bang on here. Some of the people in the pack can probably put their hand up, like Tom Robinson. Jimmy Parsons gives us all week in, yeah. week out. I think some of the front row play has been great. I think like Gibson's had some good moments. So has Papali'i. Papali'i's played outstanding. I think. Right. Now, everyone's focusing on Harry Plummer or, or Teddy Black at 10, but I, I think the Blues have got some issues at halfback, and I don't mean that as any offence to those players, but it's not just about the 10 in a game of rugby. The teams that are winning, Bryn Hall and Mitch Drummond, that combination at the Crusaders, Aaron Smith at the Highlanders, TJ Pitanutta at the Hurricanes, Brad Weber at the Chiefs, now, I'm afraid that this year, Ruru 
Pulu, Knock are not in the same conversation. They're not in the same league. Not not a chance. And they could be, but they're not. And yet we're still focused on what the ten is doing at the Blues. And I think that is putting so much pressure that it's just become a self-fulfilling prophecy. No ten is going to operate in a game well unless he's getting the right service from his from his nine. And the style of play that those nines have brought to the Blues this year, I think has been the antithesis of what their tens have required. They needed quick ball, a quick pass, give them time on the ball to make decisions, and they're not getting it. They've got enough ball from that forward platform, and somewhere in that halves link, it's not working. I don't think it's fair to lay all the blame at the feet of those first fives. I just don't. I think the entire halves combination needs a reworking at the Blues. They need to go after a halfback who wants some game time. And right now, I would be going after a Mitch Drummond. I'd be going after an Enianari. I'd be going after a Bryn Hall. Hell, I'd be going after anyone right now to say, I need a franchise tea, nine. Um, what about T? Uh, yeah. Well, he's not getting any game time at the yeah. Chiefs. Can I, I just, just can I just say something? Yeah. That is one of the most educated statements that I've heard you say Thanks, in a man. long, long time. Yeah, I'm operating Completely on... Completely respect it. I want to actually retract what I was saying before around Harry Plummer and stuff like that. And I want to look at it more in a general fay, in a general... F- partnership in 9 and 10, yeah. like you looked at it. I well, think that's fantastic. Well, I think that's magical. We, we talk about halves. We should forward this to Leon McDonald. We talk about halves. Yeah. That's, in the game now, you talk about a 9 and a 10 and the combination mm-hmm. they provide in all those great teams. Yeah, You, get, you can talk, say what you like about Michael Liner. Mm. Nothing without Nick Farjones. No, exactly. You can say what you like about... Andrew Mertens. <laughs> nothing without <laughs> Marshy. a feral man called Marshall inside. You know, they've all had a great nine who understands yeah. their play, Dan knows Carter, how to hit them. Inside, who was inside Dan Carter for so long? A madman called Jimmy Cowan. There's your Jimmy Cowan story. It's came, coming out. Came out of the south. <laughs> well, Those great, two mates. used to be absolute mongrels. You know, they used to train together. Dan and Rich, uh, Jimmy, they used to train together, do yeah. weights together. They just got so thing. And they know, and then they started and they the each ab other, committee. Right? Then they started ab committee. <laughs> And they just kept at night. They'd ring me. Come on, my ab committee. Ab, ab committee. committee. I was like, "What is this?" And we'd do abs about nine o'clock at night <laughs> what? when we're on holidays. What? Just when you're on holidays. Well, not holiday, but sorry, when we're on tour. And, and you'd go into one committee. of the rooms and go and do ab crunches, like three hundred crunches. Was ab there a committee. beer waiting at the top of each crunch? It'd have to be something. Well, you have to be a carrot for you to do crunches. <laughs> it definitely was something. <laughs> it definitely was a beer or two. No, that was Jimmy. Eh? He was so obsessed with looking good. He did look good, though, eh? Oh, he was in great shape. Apart from that ink that he put on himself. Tell you what, he's still in great shape. I saw him playing in the Blair Vining Invitational match back in uh, late January. Oh, yeah. Uh, down there in Mighty Winton, and <laughs> oh, he's still got it. He still he's still got the glazed eye look too. If someone crosses him, even in a fun yeah, social yeah. game, <laughs> he'll he, go for no, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a day off the Oyster boats, mate. He was ready to roll. Anyway, that's that's my two cents worth, which brings us neatly. Actually, I'm going to pick up on another point you made. You talked about uh, a collective. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing, right? For me, that that it's the collective here. Yeah. And the Blues do have individual athletes. We know that. They've got some players who can break games, do some magical things. Milani Nanai had the season of his career. Oh, most running metres in the right? tournament. But kind of gets lost in the general... Blues. Yeah. Blues newspaper article. <laughs> that's, they let that's us down kind again. Of, yeah, it's the kind Blues of had so much potential. They let I, us down I again. Just, I, I can't wait to see that team develop a collective sense of self. Yeah. That's, that's more than just, gee, we're so, disappointing. So the question is, we just talked about that, then... Bowden Barrett coming to the Blues. That's is that not, is that going to change? Is that you know? happening? Ah, it probably is. 
Um, so, okay, and that, that brings us neatly to the Biden-Barrett situation because we've heard this before, right? Yeah, last we tried to get was, I mean, yeah, John last, Kerwin tried to get yeah. him. We did everything to try and get him a few years ago. Yeah, and last time he had a contract negotiation, it was all about he's coming to the Blues. And, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of let's pump up the prices here and Biden-Barrett's important. Biden-Barrett is going to go away after this World Cup, likely oh. to Japan. Oh, yeah. And he's going to do the same deal that Brady Retallick's going to do and others are going to do, and he's going to be given that sabbatical because he's an important player to New Zealand. So if you're the Blues right now and you know that you're not going to have him next year, why would you chase him? Are you going to chase him? And then what are you saying to Harry Plummer and Ortiti Black or anyone else that you want to come and develop into the into yeah, the team yeah. that, hey, mate, you've got a year contract because Bowden's coming? Yeah. I, I think it's fool's gold right now unless you're going to tell this guy you're contracted through to 2024. And I wouldn't challenge your opinion on a day like today. Why? Because you're so bang on the mark. I, I, I think j- he wants to come here for um, – I, I definitely think Bowden wants to come here for – uh, family reasons. Family reasons. Absolutely, yeah. and that and that's great. But this team needs a leader. Well, mate, they need a genuine. I'm going to hold my head up, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pin my rugby career on turning the Blues around. There they you need go. they need a ten like that. That's a, a nine and ten combination that says this is what we're going. A little bit like what um, TJ and Bowden did to the Hurricanes, right? A little bit like what Aaron Smith is doing with the. Highlanders. Well, Aaron and Lima Sopawanga are a gay combination for that team. Exactly, right? exactly. And that's what we need. We've got we've got someone in Harry Plummer. Mm-hmm. We need a nine that's just going to go, yep, I'm going to play behind that four pack. And there's a, there's plenty of people out there. I mean, that's a good forward pack. I know. good ball. I know. You've got an all-black front row. You've got an all-black, well, you've got an all-black second row. And you've got uh, flankers on the edge that, you know, they're challenging all-black positions. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, Jesus. <laughs> you okay? Well, uh, why wouldn't you? If you're nine, why wouldn't you come? Oh, but that, that's what I'm saying. And and the thing is, if, if I'm Biden Barrett and I'm a world-class 10 and I'm a two-time winner of World Player of the Year, that's a stipulation for me. Yeah. I'm picking my nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% going to bring a nine yeah, with yeah, me. I'm coming with a nine. Who uh, he, he should put an arrow, um, advert in the Herald. Or maybe on... Um, in the classifieds? Classified, yeah. Right under Hilda, 54, BBW. That sort of thing? Exactly that, mate. Exactly that. I don't know if you'd get them under the hot six classified columns. Hot six? Yeah, you know the, you get the hot six ads. Sumo. <laughs> you do? Oh, you know the ones I mean. I've no, I'm never not, seen I'm not, hot six in what, the Don't Herald. you read the classifieds in no, the No, I do not read the classifieds. <laughs> you, might have, you might have one of those services operating next door to you and you don't even know it. Yeah, there might be an escort in your in your building in your house, and it could be in your basement, for all you know. Well, actually, my basement is actually just there's no basement. I've dug under my house at the moment. What this, if you started this a is, sex dungeon under your house? No, at the moment I'm excavating my house mm-hmm. to put a basement in my house. Yeah, and so I've got. Is your house up on those yeah. jacks? You've jacked Mate, your house. This up. is honestly. Ball bloody... Are we going into renovation segment here? This is unbelievably <laughs> nerve-wracking. It's all so expensive. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> Lucky no one's fulfilled my challenge of the uh, the rugby pass. Oh, there's um, still time. The Toulouse boys should have done the it. The Fulkett, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Toulouse. Did you see those scenes? What a segue. Did you see those We're scenes? We're good together, aren't we? What about um, it? This, honestly, you don't want to you don't want to bring it off that to... What what you know your experiences, but my experiences top fourteen when we won. Yeah, I want to be. And then you want it. Then you want to push it back to what they're doing now, and it is just unbelievable. The French, 
It is honestly revered as the most sacrificial, sacred um, trophy in French in French rugby. Mm-hmm. The top fourteen, the Brunus de Bouclier, and uh, it, it apparently it brings luck to your town. Really? It, yeah, it brings luck to your town, and then so every basically the next year they just parade it round, and everyone tries to touch it. Because it brings luck to you. Like the Ranfurly Shield. Yeah, yeah, it was. The old Ranfurly Shield, this is exactly what it is, but it's still alive and kicking. So, what Toulouse would have had two, three, 300,000 people. Yeah, it was in massive. That, in that thing. It in was unbelievable. We had, we had something like 300,000 people crammed into Toulon Little Village, hanging off lampposts for eight <laughs> hours just to see a bunch of morons come in who had over intoxicated. Well steamed. Well steamed. We, the bus couldn't get into where we were meant to go. So we actually had to get a boat around the harbour to come in to the harbour to see everyone because the bus couldn't get in. It was like the police were like, no, it's just, just too many people. So what so you do? Just reverse out, get on a boat. Like, beep, beep, let's go. We've got to go to the three bays along, get on a boat and travel you Was this after around. winning the, the French top 14 yeah. or winning the European? Well, we won the top, we won the European and then we went basically straight from um, London London, yeah, straight from London to Paris. We didn't even you, go home. I'm glad you can't remember. Yeah, we, we didn't even go back to Toulon, and then we were straight there, and then we won, and then that's when we came in to Toulon. It was insane. So Toulouse will be going off because they haven't won for a while. Actually, no, ten years. Ten years. They haven't won for a while. And so, then you've got one of the greatest blues men, men yeah, of and, all things. I'm glad you brought and this he's up. Heading it up. And so Jerome Kano plays a million games for the Blues, never gets anywhere near a title. Goes away to France, first year, captains the team in the final and wins a title. You know what I'm happiest most about? That he gets a chance to do that. Yeah, and Charlie Farmawina. Yeah, yeah. Peter Arkey's yeah. there as well. It's, honestly, it's a Blues it's, alumni it's, program. It's That's beautiful, what it is. Mate. It's beautiful. All the ex-Blues have gone to France and they've won a title finally. I think there's a great story in that about these guys yeah. who are finally Joe getting... Joe Joe Takori is still there. Fritz Lee was playing that game too. Not a Blues man, but from no, the Blues Clermont. region. There you go. Toulouse, alive and Honestly, kicking. Honestly, I, I saw those pictures, unbelievable. though. And here's, and here's the other thing. I know we talk a lot about the all-black jersey and keeping these players here and finding ways and sabbatical clauses and what have you. Nothing in New Zealand compares to that. No. If you, it doesn't matter which team wins Super Rugby. You are not getting 300,000 people to a street parade that your bus can't get into. Honestly, some of, the, some of the memories that I've got from that little two years or three years in France – are insane in terms of a rugby mm-hmm. ethos where they hold the game, the respect, and just how avid they are. My first game, I was playing, it was pretty average, and then I started rucking someone, got yellow carded. Oh, and I was, Yeah, and I was like, oh, gosh, now it's going to be a nightmare. No one's going to like me. But, mate, I got cheered. I was, wow, you're a legend. I was like. What, when you got yellow yeah, carded? They were like, I was like, do they even know this game? No doesn't matter mate if you're a mongrel you're all go that's why Jerome will be doing so well and so highly re- revered yeah in um, Toulouse and French rugby is because of his tough edge Chris Marsoi is a oh, king over there totally absolute king over there totally. Charlie Farmer will he's be he's back in same. New Zealand at the moment Chris Marsoi yeah yeah yeah. he comes back every now and then yeah he's coaching coaching wrestling he's coaching. a very good man Chris Marsoi oh, great human being he's had a great career in France I'll give you the tip it's still going to go too yeah, exactly. I would say Hey, um, I was doing the Junior World uh, Championship today, uh, calling the games for uh, Spark Sport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here in New Zealand. And uh, here's, a, here's a story for you. Have you ever had a game called off for the risk of a lightning strike? No. So I've never seen it in a game of 15s. I saw it at the World Cup uh, sevens in Russia, I think it was. They had to leave the field because of uh, the threat of lightning. Today, 28 minutes into New Zealand's fifth-place semi-final against Wales, with Wales leading five points to nil, they leave the stadium. Not only the players, the entire stadium is evac'd. Yeah. And they're off the field for about an hour because of the threat of uh, a lightning strike. I have never seen it, and there was a game going That's on down the road. One of the other semifinals was happening, you know, I don't know, eight k's away. Evac, same thing. Evac, and then they came running back in and uh, played the rest of the first half. Then ran off again, had their halftime break, came running back on. New Zealand lost, by the way. Wales won eight seven. Um, good for Wales. Just the second time they beat New Zealand. In fact, Wales inflicted New Zealand's first ever loss at that tournament, and that was way back in 2012 from memory. Oh, yeah. So just the second time they've won. But uh, well-deserved victory for them. Uh, so New Zealand will have their worst place finish at a junior championship ever. That's not great, year. is it? So the best they can hope for now is seventh. That's all right, though. They can turn it around. They can turn it around. Can well, around. you know, it's just a shame. The All Blacks did. <clears throat> I, was on a, I was on a flight the other day, <clears throat> and um, honestly, I, I was so bored. So bored. I just didn't know what to do with myself. Did you watch all the movies? I watched that. Um, Did you watch Top called? Gun? No, nah, Chasing Great. The Richard McCaw movie. The Richard McCaw movie. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, better watch it. What? He, no good. He's a legend, eh? Yeah. Sometimes I text him. I said, mate, I hope you realise. I hope every now and then you just sit back and reflect on what you did. You're a pretty amazing human being. Because I watched. Did it he reply? I, um, yeah, he said, yeah, I'm just living a normal life. <laughs> I thought, yeah, magic. <laughs> what flying helicopters every day? Yeah, exactly. Hell of a normal life, human. Um, no, I just I just looked at it and I was like, Pfft. it just it did sum him up. Like as a human, at, during those World Cups, it was just like, oh, you're so painful, mate. Talk to someone else because he just couldn't. He wouldn't talk to us. He was so embedded in what he was doing. It was he wouldn't talk to you. No, he was just he. There was no stone that he wasn't going to unturn in the in the World Cup. It was just so. I, yeah. I was the same as Dan. We just said, mate, talk to us when you win this thing. Eh? <laughs> the, the the interesting thing about that film for me is that. It kind of opens the door very, very slightly on Richie McCaw, but then shuts it again. Oh, yeah, it doesn't give before you much. You, before you get to know him. And, yeah. and I thought to myself, because I, I know that uh, some people criticised it because it didn't reveal enough about Richie McCaw, and I said, no, it, just, it said everything you need to know about the guy. And, and my limited experience of him personally, that was kind of him. He'd give you enough. He'd give you a little peek once in a while, and then he'd shut the door on you. Yeah. 
Just because he he would somehow managed to keep that personal life very personal. Well, I did a th- so <laughs> so I did about a three hour interview for it, um, basically telling the the other side of Richie, the one that I know. Um, <laughs> did he cut you? Uh, there was not one second of my interview. <laughs> Not one Three hours second. and you got cut the was, whole lot. I was like, mate, can I get that the three hours? Lot. The whole lot. I was like, can I get that three hours back? Why don't we release that as the unauthorised? <laughs> just do it, you do it on your own steam. That's your stuff. Surely it's copyright. That is my stuff, but I don't. Yeah. What did you, I mean, what were you talking about? It would be about? so box office, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, no, well, just well, honestly talking about the, the real rich, you know, like he did say something right in there. It was like, um, I've devoted so much to rugby, I didn't really look at the other yeah. side of life. And that was the bit that I kept pulling him out of and trying to get him into the other side of life. And um, you, Did you try to get him off the rails? Not off the rails. Yes, you did, no, just, did you try to lead the greatest of all time astray? <laughs> oh, gosh. See, this is the problem. That now the, the things that I'm out. associated with no, is just I terrific. Didn't, I didn't mean those rails. I, I mean, try to broaden his horizon to life outside alpha rugby field. We went flying together. We flew model planes. We lived together. You were put we had with, three beers together. You were together. put with McCall. We've covered this on the we, podcast. Was, <laughs> you were put with McCall so that you wouldn't go off the rails when you went to Crusaders. Uh, you were sitting there going, I'll go live with, I'll go live with Dan Carter. They went, no, no, you won't. You'll go live with Captain Tackles and you'll Captain be happy. Captain Tackles, mate. And we'd have our meat and three veg. He loves the kitchen, eh? Is he a good cook? He's an no, he's pretty stock standard farming type of cook. Meat and three, meat and three. But he he gets in there like I'm like, oh, bro, let's just whack some Uber Eats and get some Thai or something like that. Snitchel in the fridge. My wife had his. That's like you just imagine him yeah. saying that too. And I'd be like, Snitchel in the fridge. Snitchel. I'll be like, mate, okay, you nail it. I'll do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, it was classic. I still I nine o'clock. I, I'd be like. <clears throat> Ah, what should we do? Should we go and, I don't know, go and get an ice cream or something? So, well, probably go and read my book. No, oh, there you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Not a single frame of your st- of your interview made no. that film? No, nah, not one single frame. One wow. second. Painful, eh? God, even I made it. Hey, um, let's get to the quarterfinals. You made it. Yeah, you made it, Yeah, I you? did. Yeah, calling him Captain Tackles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm gutted. I even got a credit on what is that web? That, what is that, Alice? What's that movie website thing? I, IMDb. Yeah. IDB, IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. Credit. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh. Crusaders Highlanders, mate. Crusaders top dogs. Highlanders sneaking an eighth. But I, that they're miracle men. The Highlanders. I Jeez, don't. Mate. This is not a. This is not a lay down for me for the Crusaders. Is it a lay down for you? Yeah. Crusaders all the way. Not even a question mark. Not even a hint that they can be pierced, no, penetrated, no. punctuated, nothing. <laughs> sounds like that ugly penetrated. guy. It sounds like that ugly, that ugly guy with bad BO and stuff going out on a night on Saturday night. Sounds like, we're back, in, no, sounds like we're back in the classified he's section. Got no, he's got no chance. Uh, um, so you, we, no, we can stop no. it short if you like. If the Crusaders are going all the way, they're going to welcome back Owen Franks. They're going to welcome back Cody Taylor. They've got Joe Moody in the mix. They're basically rolling an all-black side. I, I don't. I just don't see it down there. I see the grind um, getting to the Highlanders. The Highlanders have got to play an expansive game to try and beat the uh, the Crusaders. Crusaders have um, they've scored the most tries off kick returns. Um, 
See, I've been doing some stats. You work. have. Yeah. You are. You, are you on Scott and I? You've had to. You've had to bone up on some stuff. That's what. It's not for this podcast. <laughs> it is. It's for this podcast. It's not for this podcast. You've honestly, I want to give. I want to give the listeners oh, some God. real stats here. Yes. And nice. um, so they've scored the most tries off kicks yeah. received. But I personally think that's their one weakness. If you can put pressure on their on their wingers. Their back three, not their fullback, because it gives them too much space to move. You've got to put it in the corners and really pepper those two right-hand tram lines, and that's when you attack from. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty standard chance. philosophy, though, right? If no, you pin no one someone, if you no pin one someone in the corner and they can't exit, you're. I'm you're talking good to go. high balls. I'm talking oh, you contestable. Want to see the return of the Gary on contestable kicks in the flanks. That's how I think you beat the um, Crusaders. Well, the Highlanders are pretty good at it. They've got some good chases too. They do. Italy and put, in the exactly. Exactly. So that's where I think they need to go. It's a boring game, but it's and it's away from what they originally do. With you know, they do like to to spread it, but mm. here to here first. That's the only way the Highlanders will win. Wow. It's hard as as a Ford pack. Owen Franks, the big boys. You're going back into those pockets every time. Naturally, you've got to go back mm-hmm. into those pockets, so you gravitate mm-hmm. more into the pocket, into the trams rather than to the centre of the field. And the ball is contestable. It's hard to launch anything from. Yeah, look, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, Hurricanes Hurricanes taking on the Bulls. I don't give the Bulls a shit show in hell of no. winning in Wellington after nothing. having to fly back across the Indian Ocean, then across the Tasman, then back into Wellington. It'll be miserable. It'll be windy. It'll be shite. Yeah, unfortunately, they got they got nothing. But they did all right this season. The Bulls. Yeah, yeah they, they love a well. draw. They yeah. love a draw. The Blue Bulls. Uh, Brumbies taking on the Sharks. Sharks can do this, but probably won't. But the Sharks could. I think the Sharks will. I think the Brumbies game is line-out drives. Your, your tipping's been good this year too. The line-out drives are the, are the uh, Brumbies game, and I think the Sharks can, can t- contest there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that to me is that's the one South African side I can see actually uh, getting up here. Well, that's not true because the Jaguares are in the South African Conference. They host the Chiefs. I spoke to a Chiefs insider, and uh, it is all confidence. You're always inside. It's all, it's, it's all confidence in Chiefs' manner. They reckon they've got the soft side of the draw. They avoid the Hurricanes. They avoid that Crusaders. They go. The one team the Jaguares didn't want to play? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Why? Because the Chiefs love unstructured footy. Exactly. Yeah. The, and Sam Kane is a freak. He's at 94% tackle. How good. He is just on fire. Can, can I? It just, goes to show. Sorry. Yeah. No. Carry it goes on. to show the power of the brain and the power of the mind. The kid's been out for whatever. Yeah. Nine months, whatever it was. The mental work he would have had. Not only the physical work. We all know about that. We can all see that. But the mental work he would have had to have done to put his head back into those some of those gruesome oh, holes is unbelievable. And he is showing to everyone. Yes, it's a physical game, but if you can get this right, you're a world beater. I mean, I reckon the conversations are all charge- changing around the makeup of the All Black team now. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, he's got to be in there at seven. Oh, he was always going to be in there. If, if he came, if he came back and could prove that he could do it again, yeah. he was always going to be seven. And and this is, you know, two years ago, there was all the drums beating for Adi Savia, and with great reason. And this he's year, a mate, fantastic, this year, he's yeah, unbelievable. he's a fantastic footballer. But I tell you what, Sam Kane does. He puts a guy on his ass on a one-off run, and then he gets back up, and then he puts the next guy on his ass, yeah. and then he gets back up and he does it again, he does and it. then on the fourth play he turns the ball over. 
It's that domination yeah. that the All Blacks like in their seven, mm-hmm. and Sam Kane does it better than anyone. And I tell you, on the subject, speaking of domination, Kieran Reid in the Crusaders' last game, I know it was one-way traffic against the Rebels. His stats were off the charts. His dominant tackling, yeah, yeah. He, his gain-line ascendancy, he was doing the things that everyone knows Kieran Reid could do, and he's done it very quietly with a lot of criticism hanging over his head. He's throwing short balls to set up tries. He's crushing blokes around the edges. He, I'm telling you, things he are starting is to come. It. Things are starting to come all right, aren't they? Four teams in the um, playoffs. Sneaking on in there. We're just, you know, mid-season we were... Mm. Yeah, well, I tell you this much. So if the Chiefs are going to win, I, unfortunately, I, well, the Haguaris... I, I'm still backing those Haguaris. I still back them to make the final. I think the Haguaris have got the run here because the Chiefs have had to fly over there. And yes, granted, they love unstructured footy. That's the way the Haguaris play, but they've been good at home. They were good on the road. They are a good team. They are deserving of their place as second highest qualifier. And they know that home advantage is on the line for the semi final. They're going to be they are going to be cock a hoop. We agree to disagree, my good friend. We can. We can. Um, I was going to say something else. About Artie Savier, sixth then? Well, Artie Savier's in the team. But is he starting? Kane starts. Yeah, but Artie Savier at six? Read at eight. Read at eight. And I think you've got Scott Barrett at six at the moment on form I'd and agree. on versatility. I would, I would agree with Scott Barrett at six, but mm. I'd also I would challenge And then the, you've got Artie Savier on the bench who's covering seven, eight, and six if need be. That's the ultimate utility to bring off the bench, isn't it? Now, that might not Scott be what Artie says. Scott Barrett going into lock. Scotty Barrett can go into lock. It's going to be interesting makeup, though, that those yeah. two reserves. Yeah. Real interesting makeup. It is going to be an interesting makeup. We'll yeah. see what happens. Hey, um, speaking of uh, interesting makeups, so here's the thing Tony Brown's come back to New Zealand, right? Yeah, the claw. The claw is back. But he's got no real job at the Highlanders. So is he taking Glax's job, Glenn Delaney's? Well, maybe, but he came back and said, yeah, he's back with us, but we haven't quite finalised the role for him. Do you think Tony Brown is on the ticket for Ian Foster? coach the All Blacks because I'm going to throw it out there I think Tony Brown is dead set come back at the behest of Ian Foster saying I want you on my ticket when I run for the All Blacks coaching job well have they worked together nope oh, that's but sad. they know each other because obviously the All Blacks coaches are all up in everyone's grill about super rugby we know what he can do we know he's creative we he's know very creative that, we know the players respond to him he's won a title with the Highlanders I just, I've got a sneaky feeling. And speaking of crazy appointments, here's another for you. Your old mate Dougie, Howlett, yeah. back in Auckland. Blue CEO. 100%. Oh, beautiful. If not the Blue CEO, then he is going to have a football job with the Blues. He is going, what did you just do there? You've said everything. Go and bang it on that table. We've got vibrations in the microphone. You've really, you've really banged the table for Dougie Howlett. He's Alice, got it right. Alice sorted it out. Yeah, Doug Howlett at the Blues. He, I reckon he's going to come back as a general manager of football, or possibly. I mean, look, Michael Redman's job is going to be up for review again. Let's be honest. Yeah, mate. There's no improvement. But with you know, respect, that, that's up to the board. But Doug Howlett coming back, I reckon he yeah, is that's magical. He is a dead set. He's done his NBA. He's worked with Munster. He's worked in Gaelic football. He's coming back. He's a Blues man. He yeah. knows it. He knows rugby. He knows management. He knows how to win, mate. He's a winner. Doug Howlett for CEO, two years, then go to the, the All Blacks. Oh, just just like that? I thought you were taking the CEO job. 
I've had some thinking. <laughs> You've decided. Um, I think I, I should. I deserve it, but I don't think they'll give it to me. But I've had some thinking. I, I, I to be honest, I wouldn't mind like, a job like that. Would be, would be really cool mm-hmm. because you could make so much of it mm-hmm. with your experiences overseas. Mm-hmm. You just understand. But I mean, you, you just—it's too much responsibility for you, mate. They're not going to give it to someone like no, me. No, they're not. No. I, hey, I'm just open-minded. No, I'm because you're a loser. <laughs> Where did you start? Right, I'm out. Okay, see yeah, you later. Right. Bye. It's been the short ball for another week. Right, we'll, t- we'll continue this outside. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.